Welcome back, everyone, to the Cancel for Minutes podcast. If this is your first time joining us, we are a show that takes a behind-the-scenes look into the gritty, non-glamorous life of aviation maintenance. We share some laughs, impart some wisdom, all in hopes of giving you that split-second relief in your day that can hopefully prevent a mishap. I am your co-host, Six. I'm MVP. And our third co-host, Shoreline, is here again silently in the back, monitoring our audio, making sure our faces stay fit for radio. So we've been. Hey, f- hey, real quick. I, I don't want to be a dick here, six, but I, I just have to point out something funny that I'm laughing about. You said uh, behind the scenes, look at the gritty, non glamorous life of aviation. Aviation. And, uh, <laughs> at least that's what it sounded like to me. And I was Airv- like, I think you just created a new word. Aviation. <laughs> what industry do you work in? Aviation? You're, you're, you're not wrong. I mean, <laughs> I think we should. Uh, I think we need to patent that word. Uh, how, do we get that little, how do we get that little trademark symbol on there? Right? Aviation. We should actually do that, right? For any time we make little stupid quips, just like write that down. It's going to be a bumper sticker. Highlight our own stupidity. <laughs> you know? <laughs> hey, it works, right? It's it's only dumb if it doesn't work. <laughs> oh, Aviation. Oh, Aviation. God dang it. Excuse me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so we've been afforded opportunities to uh, review resumes, awards and scholarship applications, performance reviews, things of the like. And some of these that we've reviewed in our lifetime, they've been very commendable, very like quantifiable, qualitative. Uh, others have been a little bit more of the cookie cutter variety. And then some uh, have been what we would call the air quotes velvet dagger. Like they sound good, but they really jab at you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's like those passive aggressive words that just kind of like cut you deep. And like, unless you know the, the tone that the write-up is saying, you, you kind of just pass it off like, eh, whatever. But it's really like just throwing you under the bus almost <laughs> like, um, uh, an example is kind of like promote with peers or promote, uh, when available. <laughs> it, it sounds nice but what that really means is like if you have to then okay but otherwise yeah, if, there, if there's nobody else qualified i suppose this individual will do right so, so when you read it you're kind of like oh okay they're wow they're recommending i get promoted but to the person who would be doing the promoting they're reviewing promote when available yeah Great. So, uh, you know, okay, let me just put that in this uh, when I get to a pile. <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. So today let's talk about that, right? Like what makes a great write-up? And this comes off the coattails of uh, performance evaluation season. This comes at the coattails of some scholarships we reviewed. And this comes off the coattails of some uh, some awards that we were judging. And don't get me wrong, like some of the stuff that we've read and reviewed and help others read and review, there's some pretty good stuff. There's some really good write-ups in there. Uh, firstly, let's talk about uh, resumes because that's kind of sort of been the bane of my existence for like the past couple of months. <laughs> well, that and performance. Oh, you've, been, you've been reviewing a lot of uh, resumes for yeah, your uh, for my outfit? For your, uh, your office? Yes, for my, oh, maybe not specifically my office, but for like my sector, like my my area of responsibility, so to speak, air quotes, oh, okay. area, area of responsibility. Uh, anyways, so like uh, with resumes and uh, and performance reviews, because sometimes they re- they send in both for some places required that you send both. But uh, 
for resumes, for instance, uh, depending on what your outfit is, uh, be it corporate, be it um, some service industry, or be it federal, right? They have different sorts of requirements. And that's going to probably be my first real, I'm going to toss this in the trash, is when the resume doesn't address what the job is trying is asking for <laughs> right and uh th- this kind you kind of get these uh kind of resumes when you have these cookie cu- cookie cutter ones like uh they just went to like this resume builder or um yeah, took the words right out of my mouth i was going to say the same thing they pulled up a, a template on google and just auto put words where it said to put words yes yes exactly that right and uh or or someday they have buzzwords, but it doesn't make any sort of sense. <laughs> right? uh, like they'll say passionate, motivated, or they'll say driven and and uh and whatever, right? Something like that. They're buzzwords for sure. They're great. But uh if it's not backed up by anything, or if it doesn't answer the questions of the announcement, it's gonna go in the trash. I'm sorry. Uh and that's just the way it is. And for those who are in like commercial airlines or for uh, types of industries that have a very closed looped system, like they, they already know who they're going to pick or they have a criteria in their head of who they're going to pick. So some people, like especially those in, in, uh, in those kind of areas, they already have a mindset of how it's going to work, right? Like, uh, do they have this qualification? Yes or no. Do they have this kind of experience? Yes or no. And then they just kind of put this on the higher pile or whatever the case but even even at that uh just having a cookie cutter resume like the passionate motivated or driven and willing to work that's a given I, i'm sorry right that's, that, a- that's essentially uh, six and i talked about some of this you know off, off air here but it's kind of one of those where you know you read like an employee evaluation at the end of the year and they say well uh you know, I, I performed, uh, you know, 95% of the department inspections and, uh, which is 15% more than the next inspector. And, and I showed up every, I I've seen somewhere they said, well, I showed up every time, every day on time with, with minimal call outs, only call outs due to sickness. You did your job then like, you know, that's what that, that's what's expected of you when you got hired. That's not like the, hey, I continue to show up and do my job, so reward me for it. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. I mean, you get rewarded with your annual whatever base merit increases, but like you want more and more and more. You gotta you gotta show me the, why you're doing more. You know exactly. of, of exactly. what you're doing that's more. Exactly. And though and those buzzwords, those air quotes cliches, like highly motivated, professional, driven, and willing to work, what that's really telling me, well, at least someone like me, is I'm not more valuable than the next person. It, it's I'm using buzzwords because I Googled it and I threw it in my resume because it sounded cool. It, it's it's meaningless. It's uh it's obvious that you didn't put any real thought to it. And and, for, and and sadly to say, it's very boring to read. <laughs> well, yeah, enthusiastic and, and motivated. What's what's the alternative? Depressed and depressed and and, and angry, right? Or, or, but like again, we talked about this uh, offline too. Like, I'd almost be willing 
to give that person an interview just because they had they were brave enough to put that on their resume. Yeah. Like, yeah. holy cow, this person, this person's at at, at wit's end, you know, or or <laughs> uh, you know, angry but desperate. Yes. Okay. Well, let me put that. Let me let me give you an interview because a desperate person's willing to willing to work <laughs> to uh to be able to eat that day, you know. Yeah. Like like they may be angry, but they might have a high output. You just gotta let them. You just gotta let them grind their teeth and and curse the whole time. But they're gonna be one of your most productive people, right? You know? now, now, don't please don't put that. Um, I, I can I guarantee you know what I mean. Like there's some buzzwords you know that that's filler, but there's also some buzzwords, man, that I'll just instantly throw in the trash. And please don't put desperate. <laughs> Although, or or put it or put it and apply to a job you have no interest interest in obtaining. And see what happens. What's the worst they're going to say? No. All right. Well, you kind of expected that one, anyways. What right. if they're like, you know what? You know what? You you crazy. What's that, Rick and Morty? You yeah. crazy son of a bitch. I'm in. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the recruiter might read that and say, "Okay, all right. I we have to we have to at least interview the person to see what they're about. Like, I got to put a name to the face. Right. <laughs> it's like you are one brave soul to be doing this, but hey, commendable and. And, you know, the, ultimately the resume is just there to get gain attention and get the interview. It's like, well, I got your attention because you saw angry and desperate. <laughs> no one else has done that. So here we are. By the way, yeah. I think you show up all professional and crisp, you know, got you. You got me. You got I, me there. I'm almost half tempted to do an experiment. <laughs> like just... Just to see, you know, because we know that most most corporations, uh, businesses have have a computer program, right? The resumes come through and then it runs through a computer program that looks for buzzwords. If it doesn't have those in there, it just automatically goes to the scrap pile. Uh, but it'd be kind of, it'd be kind of interesting to see if like, Hey, although the computer didn't catch this, uh, I just happened to glance at it and I couldn't help but notice in capital letters and bold print, you put angry and desperate. <laughs> you know, speaking of speaking of the bold words right uh this kind of bleeds into my next point with resumes is uh like uh be selective with the stuff you put in right and what i mean by that is when you when you're chrono you're trying to put a timeline to your positions if it was a while ago or you didn't do a whole lot there or nothing of noteworthiness I would just like put that as like a like a placeholder. Like I was an aircraft mechanic at XYZ. And then just kind of leave it at that, right? And then uh as you come up to the more present or the ones that are more that are like your your top notch skills, like your your brag moment, right? Or your bangers is what we call it. Uh, I would put those in bold or I would uh like somehow like make those stand out, right? Uh, and you can cut, you can also put that like top performer bold letters and then you explain why or uh, uh, or like if you're gonna yeah, receive received you know uh, received president uh, company presidential award on three occasions uh, for X Y and Z you know um, yes and then you're like holy holy cow so that's that's given out by that's given out by the, the company president because you did something outstanding. Typically in those levels, it's uh money, 
money saving or money money generation for the business is what gets those. But you get what I mean. Like that's so somebody looking at that's going, okay, this person, this person's forward thinking and and has the the abilities to increase uh revenue by so much money. Like that's you're almost a shoe in. Yes. And and that's another brave and that's another good point right there you mentioned. When you're doing your resumes, uh your responsibilities is kind of a given, right? So like, what are you responsible for? Oh, unless it's something like it, you're, you're applying to something you've never done before. Like if you're an aircraft mechanic and you're going to go work on space shuttles or something like that, or you're an aircraft mechanic and you want to go, um, move into accounting for some yeah, reason or other, some, you some, know? something like that, right? Like how does this translate? That's when you can kind of put in responsibilities. Oh, I'm responsible for this type of, uh, program or i'm responsible for this type of equipment this is how much it costs and blasey blasey right yeah or i was the cost account manager for my maintenance crew uh which was responsible for uh budget allocation and uh tracking on a bi-weekly basis which and data was reported to the business unit for dissemination understanding uh potential uh allocation of additional funds due to output of work right you know blah 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 right and that's that's to be the time to put your responsibilities other than that i would say use your accomplishments instead right like you put in their aircraft mechanic your accomplishments like i received employee of the month because i did xyz or uh i did xyz inspections saved the company or my sector xyz money Something like that, right? Because the reason why I say this is because, like, if if you're go if the whole idea of a resume is to stand out, you want to highlight with accomplishments that stand out. Because re- responsibilities, it's almost cookie cutter. Like, there's very little differentiation from one aircraft mechanic position or any kind of job if they're similar, right? Like, say, uh, yeah. And so here's the problem too, right? So you know, a federal resume for those of you who who don't know. Uh, a federal resume is like everything you did from high school through service, through DOD, civilian, through whatever. I mean, it, it it's legit. Every every activity, job, duty, you know, task or whatever, spe- award given, spelled out in, in great detail. So those can be, I don't know, six. How many pages long have you seen on some of them? I've seen eight pages for some of them. Uh, I think the most I've ever seen for a federal resume was about 15 to 15, 16 pages. Did I, did I read all 15, 16 pages? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, but that's a federal resume one, right? So, so I think most of us, and, and I can tell you, at least for me being on the, in the corporate side, um, if it's more than a page and a half, it, I, you know, and I've been told this by other, other, corporate executives, if it's more than a page and a half, I don't waste my time right. because I don't have time, you know, yep. to sit there and read through 15 pages of everything. Oh, you were on the soccer team in your high school and you were also the captain for your sophomore through, you know, senior year. Great. Uh, like I don't, I don't have that kind of time. So you have to say these things that we're talking about, uh, with, with brevity. And that is, that is, uh, short, Say what you need in the shortest amount of words. Now, so like Six said, uh, 
saved the company $2.1 million uh, by, by reducing uh, damaged parts during the shipping process or something, you know, along those lines. Well, I had an employer tell me, he's like, cool, how did you do that? Well, it's, it's hard to do how you did that in a page and a half. So something you could do is uh, a detailed explanation of how can be given upon, upon request. Yes. You know, uh, just a little note in there like that, because people go, oh, you saved 2.1 mil. Great. I can. T- oh, look, I made elephants purple. I can say <laughs> things, too, you know. Um, so so I can tell you that. Okay, save two point one mil. Well, actually, I need somebody to head up this new division, and uh, that we're creating, and I need somebody who's who's savvy with money and who can who can save us a little bit because we all know new pro- projects typically cost more than they uh, revenue they generate within the first few years. That's just the nature of the beast. But you could say, hey, I can maybe keep that expenditure down to a certain degree with somebody who knows how to streamline a little bit. So, okay, save 2.1 mil. Great. Uh, that might get you, the, that'll probably get you the interview. And at that point, you know, I would ask you, hey, how did you do that? Um, but if, if you want to, right, you can say a detailed explanation can be given upon request. Yes. Um, I, I can see yes, and I can see both yes and no about adding that in there. But maybe in the application process, you can uh, put, put sub notes in there. Or what you can do, better yet, maybe your cover letter. Yes. Your cover letter, you might be able to explain uh, more in detail there, and you submit that. With That's actually a better way to go, everybody. Do the cover letter. Sorry. Yes. Sorry I talked to you for 10 minutes, and uh, <laughs> we got right back to uh, great info, MVP, a sack of Julia. Why don't, you, <laughs> why don't you just lead off with cover letter? I had to talk myself there. Sorry. I mean- I mean, some places, uh, some places they recommend a cover letter. Some it's like not really. Uh, uh, would I recommend? I think most places anymore are are recommending. I think it's position specific, right? Maybe. And uh, I would say on cover letter as to expand, as MVP said, on what your resume says. Because sometimes you know you can't fit everything into a page and a half, or sometimes you don't want to make eight pages turn into sixteen pages, right? So that's kind of like your cover letter is kind of like your extra. Uh, boost into your resume or to uh, elaborate a little bit more now i will also say definitely use numbers but make numbers be your banger right like uh don't just sprinkle in numbers at random places because then it's gonna read like a budget report and some people like their brains turn off when they see too many numbers right they start thinking of their their uh high school math exam and they just shut down you know (laughs) so if you are getting in yeah all those numbers are great but I don't have the time to read it. And if I get bored in the middle of reading it, like, or, or the numbers get too confusing, I'm like, Jesus, there's so many numbers on here. It's like, it's like, uh, the matrix ones and zeros flowing around. Yes. Like it's just, I, okay, next, you know? Yeah, exactly. So if you are going to use numbers, make that like stand out, like bang stuff. Like I saved $2.1 million or I helped XYZ P, uh, people or xyz projects or something like that right like make that be your standout and also if you're there's an award attached to it please put that in there because uh there's many a times when i've seen uh some individuals veterans especially um they will just put awards in there and they just leave it at that some of these awards i have no clue what they are so like it's just like filler space at that point 
But there's some like where they say, I received the commendation medal or I received this and that. Like, oh, that's pretty good. What did you get it for? And it just that conversation just dies like immediately. Like, right. And that's a great point, too. Right. If you can combine certain aspects of your resume, um, do that. Right. That's the brevity aspect of it. So instead of saying save the company two point one million dollars or, or uh, you know. Uh, it reduced programmatic expenditures by by two hundred thousand dollars quarterly, um, and then then down at the bottom of the resume say awards re- uh, re- awards received and listing them out there. Be- put recipient of presidential award by re- by uh, for reducing programmatic expenditures by two hundred thousand dollars quarterly. Yes. You know, like combine them. Yeah. <laughs> or, or or another one, uh, kind of adding to what MVP said, uh, attach the award to the position you got it from, right? So like, say like, uh, aircraft mechanic for XYZ Airlines received this award. Oh, okay, perfect. And, and then uh, your next position received uh, uh, employee of the year at XYZ freaking shipping company. Perfect, right? So at least like it, it shows a it shows a where you when you got it, and it also kind of shows like if it's progressive, like. Every time this person touches base somewhere, they're getting recognized for something. So like, that's kind of like, uh, and that's like a mental cue for myself and others that wherever this person lands, he or she is going to do great things and they obviously get recognized for it. So definitely. So that's definitely They're they're sort of your, um, King Midas essentially, you know, whatever they touch turns to gold Yes, a little bit, you know, they, they've, Okay, yeah, they've worked at five different places in the last 10 years, but they've made substantial improvements each time. So why didn't they stay? Well, sometimes sometimes people get bored. Sometimes that outfit can't afford to keep them, you know? Yeah. Right. Gotta know what they're worth. So and if you look at that progression, I bet you, you see it's a, a step up every time. Right. Or, or, you know, like sometimes, you know, the company has cutbacks because they, you know, like their contracts diminished or... Uh, you know, like some some things that are out of your control that they had to let people go, whatever the case may be, right? Sometimes it's not your fault. Uh, right, and some people are, are labeled as fixers. Uh, their name gets back, you know, at, at the corporate upper level, you know, echelons um, and all these big, big, big companies. Let's use the tech industry, right? Yep. All those CEOs are, are fairly intimate with one another. You know, they're at all the same conferences. They're in the same fields. They're communicating on their own, you know, with to each other via their own personal cell numbers. Um, so if they got somebody there that's came and made massive improvements, they'll either one loan them out or, or, Hey, off, give this guy, give this guy or gal an offer and have them come over and, and fix the issues that you're having. So that's, that's also what happens. And eventually that happens a few times and eventually that person realizes what's happening. And then they start their own consulting firm and charge triple what they were being paid to do the same job. And, uh, that is goals. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely is goals. Right. Uh, uh, what uh, our, our, our listeners are probably like, these guys are cooked, man. MVP's <laughs> brain shot. So when they put them out the pasture, feed them a 12 gauge slug. <laughs> same here right like what they, man no one does that so just put in you have you have a certified amp um certification or you've been xyz in the military and you're good as gold i'm sorry but no uh 
I'm sorry. Maybe for an entry level position right out of school or, you know, fresh out of the military. Um, you know, if you didn't retire, let's say you just did your standard four. Yep. Um, you know, you can say that, you know, certified airframe power plant, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Bring you in as a, as a, like a level tech, one, you know? Yeah. Tech two or three or something like that, you know? Yeah. And that, that's where people get all pissy about pay. You know I mean? That's a whole nother story, but that's kind of, it's kind of like, if your resume doesn't say anything different and your interview doesn't say anything better, it's kind of where you're going to end up. So it's, it's one of those, like, which, which one you want to put time and effort into. Right. Uh, I will, uh, I will say for one of the, uh, bigger points, if you are going to use buzzwords, air quotes, buzzwords, use the stuff that's in the job announcement. If there's any buzzwords you should put, it's whatever's on the job announcement. Um, because, that's exactly what the people who are reading your resume are going to look for. That's exactly what the computer itself is going to look for. There's certain universal stuff, sure. But if your resume matches and mirrors and answers the questions on the job announcement, it chances are your stuff's going to go right to the top, right? And uh, I, and likewise, like uh, not just using the buzzwords from the job announcement, make sure you tailor your resume to that job announcement. Don't just make like a, a broad cookie cutter style or like this is my base resume template and just shoot that off. And by all means, have a base resume template so at least like you have it fresh in your head and how you want things to look. But uh, if you're just going to fire that off and not give a, a once over of the announcement itself, chances are it's going to wind up in the trash. <laughs> unless like yeah. they're, unless they're, they're just that desperate or they're that much in need for people. Well, I would say too, you know, or if you're going to um, not tailor it specifically to the, to the job um, or, or excuse me, tailor it to the job, but it should be able to, you know, be used across multiple companies for similar stature positions. Right. Yeah. I, I would say that I could say, you that. know, like, okay, I'm applying to, uh, uh, I'm applying to a, a supplier, uh, you know, management position. Okay. Well, your, your resume should look good that if you applied to FedEx, UPS, Amazon, uh, USPS or whatever, like whoever's reviewing that from those particular companies, it, it should fit their needs for each one. So you wouldn't have to tailor it specifically because they're all looking for the same thing, it's just a different, you know, different company. Right. Um, right. And, and they you know some of them, they share attributes, which is great. Um, def, but, right. def, but, but you wouldn't apply to, you know, use the supplier resume and then apply to a director of maintenance one. Yes. Yes, exactly. Because the director of maintenance one's going to go, okay, they got management experience and finances, whatever else, but uh, they know nothing about being a DOM. They know like I could really use them in my warehouse. <laughs> right, but I don't need them as a DOM. You know? Right, exactly. Right, and and uh, this kind of bleeds into our next point is uh, if you're having trouble finding your words or having a hard time bragging about yourself, uh, find you, you a six. <laughs> that's what I did, <laughs> and uh, that's you know, kind of sort of uh, what we're what I was bleeding into is like use your past um, performance reviews. Right, uh, MVP and I we we. Uh, 
let's say we help each other out when it comes to figure out words to best assess somebody's performance and um uh having a performance review of what someone else has said about you is definitely a good way to kind of church up whatever it is you're trying to go for as a way of saying like well this is what someone else who knows me but has like no real re- uh investment in me says right like he or she's a great worker he or she makes things happen uh he or she um is a is a multiplier whenever uh, make makes things turn into gold whatever they touch and then that's someone else's opinion or assessment and you can kind of church that into a resume or any kind of application good as gold right that said <laughs> if your performance reviews are kind of like just like run of the mill no no real standout words then maybe not so much <laughs> so uh, definitely it's one of those like you kind of have to sit with it and see like what stands out uh to you or maybe even have someone else come in and read it like hey what stands out the most if you had no clue what this position was and you had a blank slate or you had like a stack of profiles on your desk which one's going to stand out to you the most is it going to be with these set of words is it going to be with this this type of verbiage what's going to stand out right and this kind of goes into our uh, other point which is scholarships and awards Uh, again we've mentioned that we've been on a review board or a judges panel of some scholarships and awards and it's almost like a resume but it's 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 something that you really gotta give examples of right for it's similar to a resume because you kind of have to give your accomplishments up front. Like, why are you the best person for the job? Or why are you the air quotes best person for the award slash scholarship? In that sense. But what makes scholarships and uh, awards different is the differentiation. Like, what makes you unique? What makes you stand out? Why should I pick you? And this goes especially to the nominators. Uh, who are putting people up for awards, scholarships, or whatever, or recognition. Uh, This could be bosses, managers, students, instructors, yourself even, right? How you you, uh, write about your nominee, or even if it's yourself, it kind of tells the selectors or the reviewers just how much you actually care about this candidate's performance or potential, right? Uh, I kind of said a little bit about performance reviews. If you're just kind of like uh, promote when available, that's kind of like a a velvet dagger middle finger to that person. <laughs> and, uh, as a reviewer or as a judge, if I if I see something like just uh, uh, pick him because that's the best student I have. Well, that's a great that's a good point. You know, um, you know why? How do you know the nominee? Why are you? Why do you nominate them? Uh, they're a current student at my school. Uh, what school? Yeah. And what have they? What did they do that stood out to you so much that that you you decided to take the time and nominate them? Yeah. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> I mean, we appreciate you. Uh, a reviewer will appreciate the fact that you took the time to do it, but. You're taking the time to do it. So like invest some time, right? Like really sit there. Like, why do I want this person? This person's a great student. Or this person's a great technician or this person is a great candidate. Awesome. Why? And this kind of goes back to the resume stuff, right? With those typical buzzwords, passionate and driven or motivated and professional. Got it. That's a given. 
I kind of hope so. If you're going to be on, in the run for some type of nomination, again, just like the resume, those, those key words, it's, it's what's going to kind of sell me on why this person should be picked for the next stage of advancement or whatever. Right. And again, this kind of goes into the, the pay attention to the details, understand what it's asking. What is it trying? What, what, are you, what does the recognition or the job want? And if you can address that in your own unique way by highlighting yourself without being like a arrogant person, solid, <laughs> right? And this kind of goes into the, another point I was trying to go with was like, take your time to understand the, the, the recognition, scholarship award, whatever, what, like, uh, what is it about? Who's given it? What do they, what do they like to be about? And that kind of builds a profile for yourself. Like this is how they behave. This is their, this is what uh, keys in on their decision making. Because once you start to kind of understand their mindset of what they're looking for in a in an award or or a scholarship or whatever, you can kind of sort of like speak to them indirectly. Uh, and this kind of goes into what we were saying about the performance reviews, because. Yeah, a performance review is for the person being reviewed, but it's also for the future when it comes to higher potential or higher levels of responsibility like promotions or raises and stuff. If you just say like reward when available, that's kind of like, again, like a middle figure to that person. Like, I don't care. I was made to do this. Uh, if there's If there's some despair, just go ahead. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like if you're, boss's kid worked for you and they were like you will write a nice a nice re uh progress report on them but boss your kid's a piece of shit like, <laughs> i don't want to like they're a constant headache for me the only reason they're here is because you're the boss yeah and you're gonna write a nice nice progress report great yeah promote promote pending availability or promote you know essentially whenever you feel like it right, All right boss I, I wrote nice stuff you know, but it's like to anybody else, they'd be like, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll consider him, them. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or, or, or like you get, or you get some of those words like, uh, accomplished, accomplishes tasks, uh, with some, with some supervision on things they've never done before or something like that. Right. It's kind of like, uh, if it's something you've never done before, I have to hold your hand. Right. <laughs> That's kind of like, well, it doesn't make the, st the same mistake twice. Like, well, why, why are they making the same, same mistake once, <laughs> right? That's the, it's, it's not as good as it sounds, right? It, it starts asking more questions and it's usually in the negative uh, variety, right? Same ways, yeah. with, uh, same ways with scholarships uh, or awards. Um, if, if this person is going to be recognized for something pretty up there or a top tier award, whether it be employee of the month, a scholarship, uh, newcomer of the year, rookie of the year, something... There has to be like some standout metrics, right? And usually for something like awards and scholarships, it's usually like the, the typical stuff, like uh, volunteer work, leadership potential, uh, scholarly aptitude. If it's scholarship stuff, like expect to have to demonstrate your GPA or something like that. Uh, uh, skill mastery, if it's some type of an award. And then like uh, your, your uh, involvement with everybody else around you, not just like volunteer stuff. Right, because you can volunteer for your your kid's so softball team, but you suck to work around. So, 
Yeah, I guess I would say rele- relevant volunteer volunteer work, you know, uh, help, you know, s- devote additional time, uh, you know, after after class to uh, helping other A&P students who are struggling uh, bring up their GPAs uh, or, you know, uh, do, you know, I held a resume had re- held a resume building class for for my school uh has now become part of the regular curriculum type deal yeah right uh, just 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 certain things yeah right or, or uh not just like just running the most stuff like uh volunteers with xyz club cool don't know what that is right and and in most cases especially for like corporate stuff like corporate awards they're not going to take the time to re- to google it like xyz club i don't care right unless like it's one of those prestigious clubs you know like i i'm one of like the harvard or yale alumni something club right like, oh okay right and that's just mainly because you know like it's one of those things that you just can't not know it right but if it's one of those like uh, uh local community stuff and you just say like volunteers at the ymca got it means nothing to me <laughs> right but if you say something like is vice president of the ymca dedicates x amount of hours and has helped xyz uh people or whatever now we're talking because now there's yeah. now there's promoted uh, promoted x number of kids into uh after school programs uh reducing reducing oh my gosh what's the word uh truancy issues at local schools you know yeah like there's weight now there's weight to it there's there's measurable uh facts to it other than just like i volunteer cool i volunteer too like i volunteer to take the trash out before my wife yells at me (laughs) you know what i mean take my kids to practice so society doesn't think i'm a piece of crap father you know right yeah right that's more or less what you're saying right like if you just leave it at that that's more or less what you're telling me it means nothing or you're trying to make it mean something which is great but it doesn't help it doesn't help any and again with the passionate and motivated stuff like that's kind of a give me i hope you're passionate and motivated because you're trying to get recognized but uh, this kind of goes into previous episodes like what do you do when the passion and motivation run out like are you just gonna like collapse and quit or what you know like what keeps you going when the, when the chips fall so or that could actually be another point for your scholarship or awards res, uh, essay if some of them require an essay. I'm going to admit, reading essays does get kind of tedious. It, it, it's, it's sometimes painful because some of them are really wordy, like very wordy. And that, but that's kind of like reading a resume too. Like uh, I'm looking for, for uh, key examples. Like, like if you say you're motivated and passionate, give me an example. Or you say you're a, a, an, an exemplary professional. Give me the example. Right? Like what, what highlights you as a professional? What highlights you as an exemplary student? What highlights you as this? Right? Like give, give me some weight. Besides yeah, this. I, have, I have 10 so-called professionals in the room. Sell me on what you did, what you did that makes you outshine these others. Yes. Yes. And, and again, just like with, especially with awards, scholarships, and recognition, be prepared to brag. Right there, there's a there's a specific way to brag, uh, without sounding arrogant. A majority of that is just like, uh, uh, try not to be so much as an 
like demanding, right? Like I de- like I deserve this because I am this, right? Um, that immediately, at least for me, that immediately turns me off when you say I deserve it. I'm like, eh. I feel you. It's a competition, and I feel you. But unless like your words like have some type of like passion in it, like you could, act- I could actually hear your excitement in your in the written words. It's not gonna sell me. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and it's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to put how you feel, at least for me, how to put how you feel in the words, right? To make it read as though you feel. But um, you know, what I can say is 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 type it up and give it to several different people to read. And if you can find some uh executives in the in your group that you can uh reach out to and feel comfortable with saying, Hey, do you mind proofreading this for me and give me some uh, pointers? I did that with five different people. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, and six being one of them, but like, <laughs> Hey, how does this, and, and each time after each rendition, somebody still had something to go back and, and advice to go back and uh, make improvements upon. Yep. Uh, I would say for me as well, for me anyway, this could be different for everybody else. Uh, but for me, when it comes to recognitions, uh, scholarships, awards, or whatever, uh, what when it comes to the essay portion, or when it comes to like the describe yourself to me, or give tell me why you deserve it. If they give me like a story, like a not not like a storybook's length of write-ups, but like an actual story that kind of highlights the tenets of what the scholarship's about. That's almost like an instant win to me. Like, why do you deserve this? Well, I grew up in XYZ place. I was I was from a poor family, but my dad told me to never give up, never, never let anyone tell you no. So against all odds, I did XYZ. I volunteered to do this. I learned how to become this. I became a vice president of that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I gained all these certifi- certifications, not just to better myself, but so I can help people around me, blazy blazy. You know what I mean? Something like that. Like, oh damn, you know? Like, like uh, if you're find out like what it, it's, e- I would say like the easiest way to brag about se- about yourself is to brag is to uh, find out what you know, because there's if there's one thing that pe- people are easily able to brag about, it's about stuff they know. So. Uh, find out like a story that kind of jives that you know you could talk about this for hours or whatever, and then tie that in somehow to whatever the application is asking for, right? Even if it doesn't sound that it doesn't sound like some superhero type stuff, like I was raised in the pig ranch, I raised pigs, but this is what I learned from being in the pig ranch or something like that. You know, it the the tenants can be met. As long as like uh, you're demonstrating it in whatever story you're putting forth, right? And the, I and it, it starts to turn into like a talking point every time you say it. Like the more you you uh, ingrain yourself in it, the more you accept what you're good at, and somehow figure a way to tie that back to a memory or a core story or something where you know you can talk about this for hours. It makes it easier for you to brag about it. And then you slap that onto a resume or a, I'm sorry, a application for an award or something. It stands out other than just like, I feel I deserve it because I'm passionate driven. I get 3.9 GPA and I volunteer at my local church with XYZ people. Got it. Yeah. I'm, I mean, you could even go as real as 
hey, uh, getting this award means that I'll get to continue my education <clears throat> for another semester. Yeah. Uh, current financial status uh, does not afford me the opportunity to continue on past uh, this current semester. Uh, you know, continuing education will will have to be postponed until I can save enough money to con- to to progress. Yeah. You know? Right. You know, like be real. If you're be real about it, like just be real of your intentions. If it's genuine, it's going to stick. Right. And you could also, you could church it in there saying like, uh, getting the, getting the scholarship means that I can continue my education so I can do this, so I can help people with this, or I can make an impact on this. Right. Like, like throw in a whiff of, right. So like, like not just like what's in it for you, but what's in it for the, the people giving you the award. Right. And doing this, right. It stands out. It, it really does. Cause like, I would tell you like MVP and I can attest like uh, reading so many essays and reading so many applications, they all start to sound the same after so long or resumes. Even they all start to sound the same. So what stands out is what's generally going to be the memory stick. The one that's going to stick to our memories. And that's ultimately what you want is like, you're trying to make an impression on somebody where it's a memorable experience. Like they're going to remember your name in the pile or they're going to remember your application in the pile. Cause if it's not just like, I don't even know who you are, man. <laughs> like, uh, I, I've done this before when I gave interviews to people, I have, I have to reread their resume because like it's, it was just that bland to me. Like I'm sitting, they're sitting there with me in the interview and I'm just like, I have no idea who this person is. <laughs> right. And yeah, like, uh, let me go back and try to find an exhilarating word in here that I can, ask a question of right about, you know <laughs> and, and that and that's kind of like why you get those kind of those uh blanket question uh interviews right like tell me about yourself it's literally because i have no freaking clue right it's not just because i want to hear your response it's because like um uh, i want to see a that i can remember your resume and b can you remember your resume <laughs> like what you wrote and then see and then see like just like how how you respond to a question that's like so open ended right there's many caveats to this, but a lot of the reasons, at least for me, is because like I just don't your your resume just didn't tell me a whole lot about you. And well, and, you know, and 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 to touch back on the selling it, right, and, and making you stand out, I'll use when I bought my current home. Uh, you know, it was uh, ourselves uh, and one other uh, family who had who had uh, bid on it. We both offered asking price. Um, and so my, my realtor at the time, he says, Hey, give me a picture of you and your family and pets included. And then also write a little, you know, synopsis about your, who you are. And I said, what's that for? And he goes, I'm going to give it to the, to the sellers. He goes, I think, I think it's going to, I think it'll work out in your favor. So, okay. You know, uh, and, and we, he, we gave it to the sellers and they, they chose us to get the home. And that's because it, what we did was pulled on their heartstrings a little bit. And they essentially came back and said, why they chose us is because we were them 30 years ago. Wow. You know, they, they, they started their family in this home and they raised their family in this home and ex, you know, everything else, uh, you know, he, uh, the, the, the man was from, uh, the Midwest, you know, I'm from the Midwest. Uh, wife is, uh, Latina from Mexico as is mine. They had three kids and everything. And they were just like, yeah, you guys are, 
you guys are us 30 years in the future. He goes, so we hope you have the same, same memories and luck as we did. And, uh, so think of it like that, right? I guess as you're writing your, your brag sheets and your resumes, think of, you know, think of, especially your awards, uh, that you're trying to obtain. Think about that situation and say, what do I got to do to sell it to somebody to where they're like, yeah, definitely this one's one we're choosing. Exactly. Exactly. And that, and that kind of goes back to what we were saying uh, a little bit ago about doing the research of, uh, of the organization, the place you're going to work, the place you're trying to apply for the scholarship, the place that's awarding the recognition. Because once you understand what their behavior is or what's their heartstrings, it makes you more uh, att- attuned to them of how you want to tell your story. Right, whatever that story is, right, especially for awards, like because it's all about a story. Where it, and usually of awards, it's like stories of accomplishment. Uh, for scholarships, it's usually about stories about uh, being a well-rounded student, right? Or uh, say like for uh, like jobs, it's how are you such a, a well-rounded uh, worker who's gonna elevate our requirements, right, or elevate our place. And that's really what it comes down to. So <laughs> if there's anything you guys are getting out of this, is like, A, know your story, know who you are, know your accomplishments, be able to summarize it in, in terms of a resume. And then for scholarships, awards, and recognitions, be able to expand on it, like really like sell like this banger story because ultimately that's what's going to make you stand out. And sometimes, you know, like uh, you're... And that's what it, it it breaks down to, like in every piece case with his house, like you're down to two people or two families, which one is the most, uh, like deserving, so to speak, you know what I mean? Or who is the one we're going to pick out of the bunch? And it, and sometimes, you know, it takes the heartstrings. Sometimes it takes, uh, measurable accomplishments. Sometimes, you know, it's just like the way you sound it when you wrote it. It really, it really just depends on the people giving it, or awarding it, or some, or so to say. Oh man, <laughs> that was that was weighted. Uh, any any anything else you'd like to add on any of this MVP? I'll just leave you with one final tip. Uh, if you're comfortable with it, add a picture of yourself, a little thumbnail picture of yourself to your resume. Ooh, yes, that uh, is a good one. I can tell you this, not a lot of people do it. I do it. And every time I've been interviewed, all the interviewers have commented on the picture saying, wow, you're stood out to us because it had a picture of you, you know? So we kind of knew who we were, knew who we were expecting and and had a, when we talked to you on the phone, it's kind of nice to place a, a face to the name of who we're talking to. So, so add a little picture of yourself. Um, uh, just something like that stands out truly. And I know when I'm, you know, reviewing, uh, resumes, I, I like to see, uh, it is nice to, to apply a, a face to the name of who you're reading, not because you're, you're, you're profiling or whatever else, but it's just, I don't know. It's nice to know who you're talking to or who you're reading about. Right. Um, and, and I can tell you of, of the, you know, hundreds of resumes I've, I've reviewed. Uh, I, I can't even remember the last time I saw a picture on one of them, you know, right. of the person of the person who, whose resume it was. 
Right. That is definitely a good tip. Uh, I have seen not not necessarily a picture on the resume, but I have seen some who they will put uh, a link to their uh, LinkedIn profile on either their resume or their application. And it does help. Oh, yeah, like a QR code. I did see somebody had a QR code on one of theirs, and I thought that was pretty unique as well. Right. And it links to their LinkedIn. It almost it matches and mirrors the resume at least uh, a little bit because LinkedIn is very limited. Uh, but at least like it, it, it gives me an idea of who that person is, right? Like what sort of accomplishments, like how, how much time they're willing to invest, you know, to make themselves uh, stand out. Right. And uh, I would, I would also say like, at least if you're going to use LinkedIn, don't copy paste what's on your LinkedIn on your resume. Cause it will, unless like, like uh, a lot of the stuff is just very general and vague or, you know, like just chronological order of no explanation whatsoever. Got it. But don't just like copy paste. I think that's great because although LinkedIn does have like a resume, like apply directly feature, it may not always translate right away. And sometimes it gets all jumbled up and like it, it just becomes a confusing read. So like uh, keep your resume separate from your LinkedIn. But definitely like if you do have one, uh, try to find some way to kind of fit that in there. <laughs> and likewise with scholarships too, like uh, with scholarships and, and awards, it's sometimes they require that you send a picture. Sometimes they don't, but if you do anyway, it's good practice. And I kind of like to know like who it is. Uh, this person is being nominated for. Uh, okay. So uh, re recap on some of the stuff we mentioned, like uh, uh, keep it short, be yourself. Uh, don't copy paste uh, buzzwords. If you're going to use buzzwords, use it from the announcement or the scholarship or whatever that you're applying to. And then uh, MVP said the best one yet is uh, have someone look it over because <laughs> you never know. Like you, you had like some very butchering uh, grammar words in there, and it, if or like sometimes you know you get lost in your own story and it just goes all over the place. And then you have someone who's reading like, what the heck is this person trying to say? <laughs> so definitely have someone like read, read it over for you. And then if you have any types of recommendations or guys who are willing to write letters of rec, all the better. But hey, let us know what you guys think. Like what sort of uh, resume tips or application tips how can you recommend? What sort of uh, things that you have implemented that helped you differentiate from the rest of the pack? And what sort of things that... Uh, you feel is is too much clutter for either applications, resumes, scholarships, awards, all that stuff. Uh, let us know in the comments. Let us know in our social medias, our emails, our website. The absolute greatest way to get a hold of us and have conversations like this is on our Discord channel via Patreon. Uh, we again, we have all of these types of conversations. We have stuff like this to help challenge ourselves both uh, the people on our discord and us and we learned so much more uh, from each and every one of these conversations on that note hey we appreciate you all again for listening and we'll see you all on the next one have a good one everybody bye everyone we would like to take this time to thank our patrons for supporting our show and allowing us to make episodes maintain our gear and create merch for all of our listeners with special thanks to Erica Lamont Chris Hawkins Eric Shaw Dan Schubert, Ryan Frushauer, Kyle Keir, Mike Sherwood, Caleb Stockhill, and Jennifer Brofer. Thank you all so much for your support and patronage. If you like our show, please support us on Patreon. You'll receive awesome perks like access to our private Discord, 
discounts and early access to our merch, first glimpse of our comics and other projects, and so much more. You can further support us and show off your prowess as an aircraft specialist by visiting our shop at cancelformaintenance.com. If you like classy or rugged watches, visit our affiliate Rockwell Time at rockwelltime.com. Use the code CX, the number 4MX, to save 10% off your total order. If you have suggestions for the show or you'd like to be a guest on the show, send us a line on our contact us section at cancelformaintenance.com and we'll do what we can to get both your ideas and yourself on the show. Please support us on social media like Facebook at Cancel for Maintenance, Instagram at C-A-N-X for Maintenance Podcast, or Twitter at C-X-M-X Podcast. Please check out our new comic series on the Tapas app. Like, share, subscribe, and comment on our comics. Let us know what you think. Thank you all so much for your support and listenership, and we will catch you all next time.